Yup, yup, yup. Yo, yo. Back in the building. Got my dog back. Got my partner in crime back. We back. We back. What's good, man? Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of Man to Man Pod. It's 29th. July 29th already, man. Thursday. Uh-oh. Hit that on accident. My bad. We're about to be in August already, man. Already. AB, fresh off his birthday. Yeah. Back on the show with us, man. How you feeling, man? Man, feeling good, man. Feeling good. Good to be back, man, with the family, man. Talk some shit today. Talk some football, some Olympics. But good to be back. Yeah, man. A lot, a lot going on. Obviously, we got the Tokyo Olympics going on. Um, also got NFL training camp fully underway. Um, you know, the whole story of the offseason. And we haven't talked about it much on here because shit, it wasn't really much to talk about, really. So, yeah. <laughs> With um, you know, A-Rod, people I felt were fishing for stories and you know, at one point I thought he was going to retire. At one point, you know, you always said I think that he was too competitive and he would always play. Yeah. Um, and I think the consensus was kind of like, okay, it's some, okay, now it's looking like he's going to be a Green Bay Packer. So we know that's the case going forward, at least for this year. He had right. a very candid press conference yesterday. Uh, did you get a chance to check that out? Yeah, I did, man. I did, and I thought it was um a refreshing moment, man, just to be able to see – <clears throat> and I'm pretty sure it's a lot of – well, hold on, let me phrase this right. I, 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 it was refreshing to see um, MVP of the league mm-hmm. come out publicly and defend his his peers, his teammates, yeah. his brothers. You know what I'm saying? And he didn't hold back. You know what I mean? And I think he did it, he did it in a good way where he wasn't – you know, obviously you can read between the lines mm-hmm. of how he felt about, you know, management. But, you know, he didn't – he could have really threw him under the bus. Yeah. Run over him, put it in reverse. But, you know, I think he did it in a great way where he was just going to back for his, you know, his former teammates. And, and just kind of what – you know, I think what a lot of players that's um, <clears throat> played significant time in the league, they see what goes on. You know, you have yeah. great players that's good for the locker room, that's great in the community. Um, and still have the ability in the organization just do them wrong. You know, yeah. not saying that they gotta they gotta pacify, but it, at some at some point, um, it should be um, respect on both sides. You know what I mean? Whereas players, it's it seems like players have to do it a certain type of way. And really, once you sign this contract, you know you should live up to this contract and and things of that nature. Where you know you kind of see what Xavier and Howard. You know, we'll get on that later in the show. Mm-hmm. But it was just refreshing to see, man, A-Rod just, you know, come out and just, you know, speak his truth. Yeah, because um, a, a lot of people obviously been speaking for him. Uh, he kind of took, which I think was was the right role, you know, because during the offseason, people going to take whatever you say or whatever you do and twist in their own narrative anyway. So, like you said, uh, I think it was very, I think it was calculated. Uh, We've seen him all last year talk a lot more uh, on Pat's show. Yeah, they were doing the Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, so you kind of felt like you got to, you know, behind the curtain know him a little more. And um, I don't know, it, it was interesting though. Like you said, he he definitely the, the the part that stood out to me was when he talked about guys by name, you know, who they let go, like the Jordan Nelsons, uh, Casey Hayward, 
Seawood, uh, yeah, um, James, James Jones, Jones, just a yeah. bunch of players that he went and named. That stood out to me a lot and how he kind of talked about, you know, how you can't really put a number on what certain guys bring to a locker room. And mm -hmm. uh, I think a lot of people in those front offices and the management and the personnel decisions. I mean, those are things, honestly, they can't really know. They can know it to an extent from the outside. But if you're in that actually in that locker room on those practice fields, uh, obviously game the things. Um, I think you named Pep as well, Julius Peppers. Like it's just yeah. certain things that certain guys bring to a locker room. That's something um, that, that that analytics not going to detect. You, you, you can't, know what yeah, I'm saying? You, you can't. You can't pick up on that, man. And yeah. uh, I know it, it was definitely guys. You you been one of them when I first got to um to Indy, you know, and, and obviously you left for free agency. You know, it's the business of the game, but mm -hmm. just certain things that 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 I feel like that affected the locker room. You know, to the degree, Jarrell Freeman. You know, Jarrell Freeman came and and, and did his thing. And um, I don't think he was treated fairly um, on the way out as, as well either. And I think that affected the locker room. So, um, you know, there's certain ways, uh, certain players that 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 are just different in that locker room. I like that he came in and stood at, at, at kind of at the bat for him. But um, he was very candid. And now it's kind of like, you know, I'm here. I'm locked in yeah. for this year. Everybody knows he's going to be a competitor. All his teammates, former and current, say, like, hey, he's going to be locked down. I don't think it's going to be an issue. I see some people getting on TV saying, oh, you know, the, it's fractured now. They can't be a championship team, et cetera, et cetera. I don't necessarily believe that. I think once it's time to get the business, get to work, everybody know everybody got their personal issues. Time to play football. Time to play football. What's your uh, thoughts on that, on the Packers, as far as their chances of actually competing and winning the championship going forward because of the drama that happened this offseason? Man, I don't think it was um, – I don't – Again, like you said, I think it was a lot of news from the from the outside. I think, um, you know, I think some of the players they 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 didn't know which way it was going to go if if A. Yeah. was going to retire, come back. But when I see twelve walking the um in the locker room, shit, I'm good. <laughs> I know I got a chance now. You know what I mean? As a, as a Facts. teammate, as a player, shit, that's all I'm that's all I'm hoping and wishing for. Once I see A. R. twelve walk through and and he say, "Yo, let's go, we ready?" That's all I need. That's all I need to see. Um, again, I just think it's uh, just a lot of noise on the outside before, man. Like, you you know, we, we talked about it before. I I couldn't see A-Rod retiring right now, um, mm -hmm. coming off of MVP season. And um, I just know as a as as a competitor, um, it would be tough to leave the game at a time where it's like, you know, I still got a lot left in the tank. Now, we've seen people do it. Calvin Johnson, um, Barry Sanders, yeah. you know, but I just, I just did, I, I couldn't see him um, at this point in time just walking away. Um, I think what he did, like he said, you know, for his mentally, for him, uh, stepping away, not going to OTAs, um, not being in that <laughs> building, man. You know, I know that 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 does. He said, he, he said it does. It did wonders for him. And I think yeah. you know that's for everybody. You know, everybody, you know, got to reset, and it's important too. I think it's an it's an important lesson here because all I think any player I heard, um, I believe it was um big swagoo spears on our ESPN this morning. He said, Man, if you play in the NFL for five or more years, you've experienced, you know, other players being let go who you feel like shouldn't be let go, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I think we kind of uh you know all all have, but I don't know, I don't want to get too I don't want to get too much to, to it. 
But I think they'll be all right, though. Yeah, they'll now they right. definitely be. So, it, so, so let's fast forward. So the GM, so the GM, Gunter Kuz, we 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 should we should have. Yeah, now you got me thinking like, what would D-Bub about to say? But nah, I come back. I probably so circle the, back to it. So the GM is on. Um, then he had a press conference this morning, and they asked about the Randall. Gunter Kuz or uh, Murphy? Uh, I think it was Gunter Kuz. I think it okay. was. Somebody said, um, yeah. <laughs> so, so um, he was on this morning. They were talking about the Randall Cobb and was like, you know, was the Randall Cobb, you know, a situation to make Aaron happy? So he said, you know, typically we wouldn't, we wouldn't have went down that road, but basically, <laughs> yeah, um, it was to make Aaron happy. So at this, at this juncture where they're at, man, like, if you was a rod, like, how would you handle that whole this this? And he said it in the press conference, like, you know, the relationship. It's a professional relationship now. As far as with the gym, been. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're with the gym. So how mm-hmm. how would you how would you handle that? You know what I mean? And then, do you think that he has positioned himself where he he will be in those talks as far as? You know, um, free agency and things of that nature, which he was kind of talking about. Where he, he, that's what he thought he should he should be being that he's been there for so long. And I, I think shoot, I think he should be too. And I think that should go. It's just kind of um, one of the issues that Russell Wilson had out in Seattle. You know, him not having <clears throat> uh, input on the personnel. And um, now that he's made it, and, and you know, some things got leaked, but now it's public at this point. Like, hey, I feel like I've earned it, you know. And he even said, like, people not coming to Green Bay. This ain't no vacation spot. Not like, people come to Green Bay to play, you know, play with me. They think they can win a championship, which yeah. is very true. You know, you know, a bunch of players in free agency come up. Like, Green Bay is not, you know, on that list unless you're at a point where not you're a, trying to go win a, a championship. Not a destination list. Nah, yeah, it's nah, not a destination, not, not a destination place. Destination. So, nah. Yeah, so I mean, he 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 was definitely on point about that. But um, I think I mean, a lot of people in the building, it, it's just professional relationships, and I think it it's just what it's going to be going forward. They they've made their concessions to keep him in the building, which they kind of had to. Um, a lot of people feel like you know, it was much to do about nothing. But I think uh, Aaron Rodgers made his point. I think he made it clear, and not only for him, but hopefully other teams and organizations are watching. And shoot, honestly, even other quarterbacks you know because i think because he said but you know every affects, quarterback this affects how how he's able to do his job yeah but every quarterback, the second best receiver that was in camp without yeah, every, without hollering at me like that every quarterback is not gonna be able to get that done though um mm-hmm. obviously you're gonna have to put some work you have to put some time in a lot um, of working time yeah yeah but you know but but i do agree with i do agree with um what you're saying though obviously if i'm a if you see me, if you see me as a quarterback and like quarterback of the, of the future of this franchise, you know I don't I don't need a whole bunch to say so, but then I will at least respect you to be like you know what you think about X Y and Z as far as receiver wise, because like you said, like <laughs> this man's gonna make my job yeah a little easier. You know what I mean? So I, I definitely I definitely nobody knows that. those guys like like the quarterback like a quarterback yeah you know what I mean nobody knows those like. Even with like you, you've been a safety, free safety majority of your career. Like you know, you know your corners. Like you know, you practice with them every day. You know your strengths. You know your weaknesses. You can know why they maybe don't match up with a certain guy well, or yeah. why a certain quarterback can get. It's just certain things that you know about your teammates that others don't know. So I think 
for GM, for decision makers, uh, that should go beyond even the quarterback. You know what I mean? Some of these players, shit, you may have been in, the, in a division with a guy for three, four years and competing. Mm-hmm. So, shoot, I want AB's input on this quarterback that we may be potentially signing or this wide receiver is tight end. So, I just think – I think – I, but as we know, it's an ego thing yeah. uh, for those guys up in the end. It's an ego – you know, obviously quarterbacks have egos as well. Coaches, all those people in those positions have egos. So, I think those need to be worked with, um, you know, first and foremost in a successful organizations. You know, I, the only one that you see that kind of looks different now and that is broken up was the Patriots. You know, you, obviously it was some tension there, but, you know, you had two of the all-time greatest at the head coach in, in the um, quarterback position, so it worked. Um, but, yeah, man, the, the, the lesson here is, you know, you act how you can afford to act. Like you said, every quarterback <laughs> every quarterback can't go up and, and pull what A-Rod pulled. Like, it's a very select, select few um, I think Russell Wilson is also, you know, in that category as well, where he is in his team. So I think um, Pat, Pat, it's, it's a few. You got Pat Mahomes. I think he can. Mahomes. He'll be able to sh- shake some things up. Even um, you know, Josh Allen. I think he'll be able to uh, be up there. Um, so you know, to, to to hear him out as well. So you have a, a few a few quarterbacks in the league right now that can do some things, and and I think the upper management should be able to sit down at least for five minutes and hear him out. Yeah, um, man. But now we'll definitely see, man. We got some good yeah, questions in here, too. For sure. We got to have, like, direct. I don't know if you saw um from Pat P and uh, B Max pod, but Pat P was kind of talking about his departure from Arizona. Yeah, I did. How, uh, yeah, and how, how Steve kind of GM there wasn't, you know, and we probably dealt with this. Yeah, just wasn't up front. We've talked about it on the show. Like, you just got to have those tough conversations, man to man, at, you know, at, at that point, you know, and, um, and they was bullshitting them like, yeah, we doing this, we think about doing this, we're trying to be like, just keep it real, just keep it real at the end of the day. Yeah. And um, you yep. can't have those conversations, you shouldn't be sitting in that seat, in my opinion. And then at the end of the day, it's like once you and, and when you do it a certain, like you said before, once you do it a certain players, um, that 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 word gets around. That word mm-hmm. gets around, and then you know, when you when you are in free agency and guys are thinking about coming in, like they they those are things that players think about, like, okay, well. Shit, Pat P was there for what nine years, ten years, um, and this is the way you eight, eight Pro Bowls, eight straight out. You know what I'm saying? That's how so you like, treat, that's how you treat. And this is how you treat your guy, like you know, um, again, and, he, and you you just said it. He said it on the um on their show, like you know, you're in a position to make these tough um, tough calls, and if you can't, you know, if you can't call me in the office after nine, ten years, and me put some good work in, and just say, look, man, Pat P, man, I love what you did for us. But we just looking to go a different route. Um, that 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 speaks volume. That speaks volume. So big facts. Should we on to another situation that's uh brewing? Man to man pot alum. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we actually picked him to win the defensive player of the year um after this past season. Um, so he had a phenomenal year, double digit interception, and he officially requested. Yeah, ten, 10 of them things, which is very, very impressive. He was locking up outside of that as well. But um, um, a part of his official trade request, he said he didn't feel respected or valued um, by the Dolphins. You know, obviously they made him the highest paid corner a few years ago. Um, up until this point, he's the last two years, he's had great years. So he feel like he has outperformed that contract. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that was telling that kind of stood out to me was um, – you know, him saying he didn't necessarily understand the, the, the contract fully. Yeah. And we know oh. that's the case for a lot of young players. 
Yeah. And that's the, that's on the agent, you know, the guy that you're paying or the girl that you're paying, the woman that you're paying, um, to make those things plain and understandable for you. Obviously, his previous agent did do a good job of that. And it's kind of like I want to say it was the same agent and the same team. Similar situation happened with Jarvis Landry before he was dealt to the Browns. Mm-hmm. So um, this has kind of happened with the Dolphins before. But um, tough situation now for the Dolphins. And now he's officially requested a trade, but he is in camp. He's still practicing, conducting himself like a pro. Um, what, what's your thoughts on this situation with X? <clears throat> um, I mean, that, that the – the most glaring thing, like you just mentioned, was that he didn't understand his contract. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was something that, that that stood out to me, jumped out to me. Um, like the agent, that's <laughs> he would have been fired. Like you know what I mean? It, it, as far as when it when it got to the point where you know, that, I'm to yeah, ask that one has been fired too. Oh yeah, so you know yeah. that was that was that was the most uh, interesting thing or. Uh, the least to say that I heard heard from X. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, you know, I think uh, a lot of times, you know, players feel this way. Like, I don't care what it is. Like, if if I signed a – and you hear, you know, from the – well, you signed you, you, well, you sign this contract, you know, play it out. Nah, that's not how – that's not how the, how the job goes. You mm-hmm. know, if I, sign, if I sign this contract, you know, obviously I'm going to play a year. But two years in, if I'm doing things that, you know – that I can look on the paper and say, look, I'm out playing this. Look, we need to come talk again. Like yeah. that's just the way it is. Because if I'm or, not, yeah. If because if I'm not <laughs> living up to the to the to to what the con- this contract that I signed, you gonna sit me down and tell me, you know, uh, you need to take a pay cut. Kyle, or, Kyle Van Noy. Yeah, you need Same to take a pay thing. cut, or we got to get you out of here. So, um, you know, hopefully he'll get. To a situation, to a place that he feels respected, he feels valued. Um, but we'll have to see. Wait and see. Yeah. Yep. The COVID, same team just did just did this with uh, Van Noy. Signed him to a four four year, what fifty one million dollar deal. Cut him after the first year. And, you know, I guess mm-hmm. they felt like either you know cap casualty because of the squeeze with, with COVID and stuff like that, or um, he didn't he underperformed uh, compared to the contract. And nobody bats an eye. <laughs> When the organizations when do this, when the organizations cut, cut bait, when these teams uh, and these owners that's going to be in power and in position for decades to come. These players got a short window of time to make as much money as possible, you know, playing a game that's getting younger, uh, you know, by the day. And we spoke about that. when We had them on the pod. So once again, great lesson. Behave how you can afford to behave, you know, yeah. and, and he's given himself this leverage, in my opinion, because he has, uh, you know, outplayed the contract. And once the landscape of the NFL kind of changes every couple of years, which it does, and the landscape of your own locker room, he's like, hey, I'm not even the highest paid corner on my team. Corner, and it's, yeah. I'm second and it ain't close. Like coming off a year like that, 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 that's tough. You know, that's yeah. tough to, um, you know, as a professional, you're competitive. We're competitive in a bunch of different ways. So, and I think that's kind of, has a little something to do with what's going on with Arizona and Chandler, you know, asking out uh, Chandler Jones asking for his uh his trade to get up out of yeah. there. You know what I another, mean? Another so, another 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 um example of Chandler asking um want to get his get his deal redone before uh, the final year of his contract. Mm-hmm. Um, and another one though, it's it's about communication. Okay, you tell me one thing. But your actions are showing me something totally different. 
Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, I think, you know, when you get injured, that kind of uh, hampers the contract talk. Especially especially if you're injured anywhere around that 30 mark. 30, or on yeah, the other yeah. side of that 30. Exactly. So, I mean, I get that I get that part. Um, but like he was saying, you know, wanting to get a deal done before, you know, he entered his last year's contract. They saying this, that, and the third, and then you go out and sign JJ Watt. So, you know, you know, I So what I what here. okay, so for the people that don't know, you obviously were in the locker room for a long time. And um I know it's happened to me, but what's the what's the thoughts of the feelings of a player or a group of players, maybe? Well, like, and obviously we we never hate on another man getting their money. Like no, that's no, just not, not in in majority of our DNA. You know, like you want that man to get their money. But when you go, when a team goes out and bring someone else from another team and, and pay, you know, maybe a guy like Jarrell Freeman, I say, okay, this guy he earned it, and we went out mm-hmm. and paid somebody else, brought him in, or this player, whatever this situation. Like, what's that like in the locker room for the fans or the, the listeners who who may not know? How does that affect things? Um, it it affects. <clears throat> a lot of things, right? Because one, we always talk about culture. We talk about culture um, on this show, and that culture starts from the top, right? So it starts from the top of how the GM, the president, or whatever, how they treat their players, because they know their players is what the type of product that you're gonna put on the field. How your yeah. how your organization is gonna be be looked and perceived, right? So if you have mm-hmm. a guy, just example, Chandler Jones, Chandler Jones, you know, obviously he was in New England with you. Um, went to Arizona, and since he's been to Arizona, he's been a double-digit sack guy, 14 sacks a year, 13 sacks a year for a number of years, right? So when yeah. you have Chandler, a, a good guy, a great guy in the locker room, um, he's a force to be reckoned with on the field, and, you know, I feel like he was, he was recruiting J.J. too, wasn't he? Man, like, yo, come here, come <laughs> here, you know what I mean? So obviously it's love, you know what yeah. I mean? Obviously he knows what J.J. Watt can do for the defense, do for the team, and even do for him um and his and his success but when i'm a say i'm a guy in the locker room i'm like all right <laughs> up for defensive player of the year and y- y'all not gonna pay him but then you go out and pay a guy off another team the same damn near the same position yeah the money that you could have paid taking care of home you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so when, when guys are looking at that it's like well damn like okay when well, my time come up <laughs> How they gonna do me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so it's a lot. Well, am, of, I even, am I even gonna? It, I think it affects the the overall quote unquote buy in. Now, every every player wants to compete, wants to win, wants to play. Um, obviously, wants to make a bunch of money. I think, but I feel like you know I've been on teams or been a part of organizations where the the, the level of buy in you can de- you can definitely tell the difference in certain locker rooms. So, like when you build yeah. your team. You know, through, through the, the draft. draft, and obviously you're yeah. gonna have to make some some free agent moves. You're gonna have to do, you know, that's part of the business. But uh, kind of how the the you know coach, you know, haven't won a Super Bowl with this regime yet. But kind of how the coach are building it, like you know, you go out and draft, you know, Nelson Leonard. You bring Kenny Moore there. You pay him. Um, you, you know, it's like the the guys who are Jack Doyle. You 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 pay him a couple of times. Yeah. Like the guys who have done it the right way on and off the field. You take care of those guys, and I feel like that kind of resonates throughout the locker room and that and that uh, culture. It does, because so, um, it because then if you're in the locker room, it's like, yo, if I go out here and perform, if I, you know, if I'm a good guy in the, in, in the locker room, a great guy in the locker room, look, I'm gonna get rewarded for that. So guys see that, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, 
But man, it, it's 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 tough, man. It's it's, it's yeah. tough. It's tough. It's cool. We got some good questions in here too, though. Um, even it's you know good. we were talking about um, like firing the agent. Um, there was a lot of a lot of there was some questions in here talking about how often do uh, guys fire their agents? Uh, um, I don't know how often. Uh. But man, um, it happens. So I've seen, I've been, in, you know, I've seen a couple, a few guys, more than a couple, a few yeah, guys fired fire fire my agent. I fired the agent. Why you fire yours? I fired mine because um, I, I felt it, it was it was similar to what was going on with uh with the gym. We were talking about the gym and just not having. I just didn't feel like I felt like some of the conversations it got to the point where he wasn't keeping it real. You know, yeah. it was kind of telling me what I, what I want, what he thought I wanted to hear. Yeah. And um, this also happens too. So when you have an agent who maybe represent multiple players at your position, uh, that it kind of gets because now you got maybe like you may feel like maybe a conflict of interest. Yeah, because you you know you got let's say you got five running backs. And you got you know two teams looking for running backs, and I know you know me my my agent is representing the same you know group of five guys. So my agent at the time, he you know I think representing the most players in the league. So obviously we're gonna have those type of issues, but um it would be certain duns that are, it, certain deals that got done around the league when I'm going into free agency, and he'd be like, oh yeah you know we're gonna get you that deal, but and I know like okay I know I'm not getting that deal simply yeah. because of you know age. A team like you're gonna compare me to a guy who's you know 25 in his prime and he's just getting his first you know real re up. Right. Oh, yeah, we're gonna get you that deal. Like, I know that's not realistic. So, once the conversations kind of got to that point, um, I, I felt like it was time, it was time to change representation, and um, you know, because that's the person that works for you, that's the mm -hmm. person that you want, um, you know, not in, in your corner. And, and if you can't keep it real with me in my face. I damn sure can't expect you to be keeping it real, you know, when I'm not in these rooms and not on these calls with these teams and shit. So, um, you know, that's question, a major question for me. Question for you, right? And you might have some some young listeners, or we might have um, parent, guardian, coaches that's listening to this that mm -hmm. might be involved with, like you know, players that's potentially going to the next level. Um, you said your agent had the most players um, representing the most players in the league at that time, right? So yeah. going going back, knowing what you know now, would you have went with that same agent, or would you have went with like a smaller agent that had some type of um, like notoriety of doing good stuff, or would you still have went that same route, knowing um, that you could knowing that you could kind of come into these situations where okay, shoot, when it's my time, I might even be going up against you know another guy yeah. that my agent represents. So I don't know how much. Yeah, I, honestly, it, it that that wasn't the bigger issue. You know, yeah. that, that was kind of something I, I feel like because I did feel like honestly, and the reason I went with him was because um even though he did represent the most amount of guys in the league, he was very, you know, I like he never rarely missed a call, you know, always yeah. responded, you know, damn near immediately to a text. So you would have thought he represented three guys by the way he dealt with his, with, with his clients. And, okay. um, you know, and, and I, I didn't, it wasn't a situation where it was, I, I need to talk to him every day. Or we need to hang out, but that is, if I'm paying somebody to do a job, like that's the type of, you know, response and access that I want. Um, and I felt like he was, he did 
him and his team did do their due diligence in the work. But like I said, once it got, I felt like it got to a point where he was just trying to maybe balance too much. So uh, what I, I would, I would kind of, ideally I would tell people just, you got to find a balance. It got to be somebody who has some experience and you know, has been around the block maybe, and they can, they can tell you the real, they're not selling you wolf tickets. Um, but then you don't want somebody who's too overwhelmed. So uh, it's got you got to find a balance, man. I think every, for every player is different their needs. Um, yep. And I had an agent tell me like, "Hey, I'm not gonna be available to you at midnight. Like you're not gonna be able to hit me in the middle of the night, or or or, or you know, hit me to get in the club at this time. Like that's not that's not the type of business I run. Yeah. You know? So I knew that wasn't for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, it's different. Sometimes location matters. Mm -hmm. uh you know he was also located in south florida which made things a lot better down here because it was a lot of connections down here so um it's a lot of things that factor in he was good with the family and so was my second agent that i hired so it's a lot of things um you know that factor in for different players um so you gotta you gotta really do what's what works for you but most importantly you gotta have somebody who's gonna keep it real with you gonna keep it 100 with you um and you can kind of i feel like you can kind of tell that more times than not out of the gate but you know for my situation it switched up later so you know i had to switch up <laughs> yeah no no that's what's up that's what's up that's good insight great insight yeah, for, and for more insight with agents and, and all this that we we actually had ab's agent uh adisa bakari on here a while back an episode but it was a great episode and gave insight um on a lot of different things he also he, he rep he reps steph diggs and lev bell and a lot of other guys too so um Definitely tap in to that episode if you got for questions sure. like this. For sure, for sure. We got Nakiba Walker in here also, who's an agent. Y'all tap you've in. Been, if you've been following the show and you know, see her in the comments, obviously she know what the hell she's talking about. Yeah. But um, but yeah, man, that 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 was important, man. That's that was I think that should be a conversation with the ex. Hopefully, that's a conversation that comes out with the Xavier Howard situation because a lot of guys. A lot of guys ain't asking them questions. We keeping it honest, <laughs> like nah. Because <laughs> I mean, we, we hire you for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if that was the case, shit, I wouldn't have hired an agent. I would have I would have done it myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> so shit, like we hire you for this, for that expertise. Two, three percent. Right, right. We, we hire you for this, for this exact reason. You know, um, hey, I'm coming to your office, and that's one thing I, I appreciate about Adisa. Um, going through the contract talks. Hey, come to my office, man. This is look. This is what it is. Like, boom. This is good. This is what I think is good. I don't think this is good. I think we can live with this, but we're gonna push back on this. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. walk me through the through the entire the, the entire thing. You know, maybe I'm like, man, just get to the numbers part. But he was like, nah. You need to understand the business understand of football. It. You got to understand the business of football. You have to understand what. You know what they are asking what you know what i mean so he was like and that's what i appreciate about him the most man because for me i was the type that i was like look okay i'm paying you this two three percent i just don't want to see you every four years when them contract yeah. talks come up like nah like you know if we're gonna be business and, partners, and some, and some business people partners. do some but some people do some people yeah. do that is a relationship with the agent. Like, all right, when it's yeah. time to negotiate these deals, maybe you know, off the field or you know, on the field, hey, that's when we got to talk. Outside of that, I'm good on you. Then there's other people yeah. that want to be best friends there. I think it's it's good to find a balance because you definitely got to yeah. trust that person. For me, 
So that's what my too. My mom, yeah. like, if I was asked the question, my mom was gonna be asking the question. So mm -hmm. just as accessible that you had to be to me, you had to be with my mom and dad. And she yeah. a lot of times had better questions than I did because just because my mom don't really trust nobody, really. Like, and, yeah. and which is you know, that's just kind of how she raised us, like, you know, but um, but yeah, definitely always uh interesting <clears throat> comments around that yeah it's um we could talk about this all day all day but um once you put that that's the tough part you put that money in front of a 25 26 year old and you know you got an agent who don't care how educated you are all it because a lot of these agents care about how their deals are going to look on tv look on tv right you know what i mean like okay hey ex so whatever five year hundred million five year hundred million oh shit, he's the highest paid corner league you know average per year salary but that's what they care about because that mm -hmm. when they go in the panther they go and recruit their next athlete they can say hey i got you know three guys but then you go in the details of these contracts and it's kind of looking mm -hmm. funny and that's kind of what happened and what looks like happened with the x situation but it happens a lot more but when that money right when those numbers look right and that money coming in a lot of these young players they're not tripping to be, at all to be real and that's you know that's negligent in my opinion <clears throat> But um, but yeah, man, good combo, good combo. Um, yeah. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my little break real quick. Check your little party and break. You can come back, whatever you want to talk about. Any any brands? Same one. Put up questions. I'm about to take some questions. Yeah, I'm gonna take some questions. Some questions. Take some questions. Um, y'all shoot them in here. Y'all shoot some questions as always, as always, man. We got that underdog fantasy. We got that underdog fantasy. You know, y'all can tap in with the code M A N. Uh, I'll just get that extra twenty five dollars in first deal. First deal. Sign up. Sign up. We got some special, special, some special things coming up. Your mic, your mic, your mic, your mic getting staticky, bro. No, oh, I got it. Well, hopefully that's better right there. That's better. Still got the echo. Still got that static. Boy Van, don't he don't stop. Where back back. Um, Monet, like a new name right there. How do you know when you've outperformed your contract? um so for one again that's um that's where you and your agent sit down and obviously uh, you just know um when you're when you're playing so say with x you know he had 10 he had 10 picks right so that year he had the most picks in the league uh bus said i thought you know we both thought he was gonna be the defense player of the year it's just tough to come across 10 picks as a db 
But then as you see other other corners, other guys that's playing in the same position that's signing new contract deals and they're signing contract deal that's bigger um, and better than yours. Hey, like that that contract that I signed for, I outperformed that. So it's time for us <laughs> to sit down at the table again. Like it doesn't have to be a drastic change, but some numbers have to change. So just based off your your play and what other guys um other guys sign, obviously the needles gonna move every year. You know, you have TV deals, you know, you just have um different things that happen. So again, you know, you just know when you outperform your contract. How much do players get found for being overweight, man? Um, so obviously it's different in different organizations. You know, I've been in di- I've been in organizations where um, they didn't find you for being overweight. It was one of them things that, uh, you know, coach was like, man, I'm not into taking your money. Like if you're not serious about your craft, then it's going to show one way or, or, or another. You being overweight, you either going to come out, you're not going to get the reps that you're supposed to get which is going to take away from you being able to showcase your ability, which in turn will get you cut. Um, if you're overweight, you're going to do some, have some, some type of pull, some type of strain. Again, you'll be in the tub where you won't be able to. So that coach was like, look, I'm not into taking your money. It's going to play out how it's going to play out. But I've also been to organizations where <laughs> <laughs> I've also been to organizations where they will find you the max. And I forgot what the max is per pound, but, Per say pound you was, per day. Per, pound, per day. So say you were supposed to come in at 250, you came in at 260, and say the fine was five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars per pound. They're gonna find you per pound and every day that you overweight until you make that weight, you get fined. So it's different for at different places. Yeah, for sure. That oh them boys used to Boy, you, I done seen some guys. Now, I, I I clearly never had issues with weight, making weight. But, boy, them big boys used to be stressing, boy. Stressing. <laughs> hey, I can't eat that. I got to do this. I got to do that. Oh, that joint should be crazy. I used to be at dinner. Had a, my plate used to be full. Boy, come over there with a salad. <laughs> I said, boy, you're going to be hungry. <laughs> you're going to be hungry. And the way it is, so in training camp, you know, for a lot of reasons, for health reasons, hydration, everything, we were, it was mandatory, it's mandatory way. I don't know. I'm sure it's still done this way, but it's mandatory way is before practice and after practice. And, uh, you know, a lot of guys, you may go into practice, you know, 210 pounds after practice, you come out maybe 204 or something like that. But um, obviously the weight that matters is what you weigh in before practice or that morning. Sometimes you first walk in the building, you weigh in. Man, some cats, man, I don't see Walking there, cats be butt ass naked on that scale. Like, no, 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 chill, chill, chill. That's yeah, that's 298. <laughs> hey, man, that used to be crazy. Like the little league cats be running around garbage bags on. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. we got my man, we got my man D Buck back, man. So <clears throat> we've been having, you know, a lot of it's got my I sources too. Uh Cardinals, Cardinals may be in play for Xavier Howard. Exactly. Yeah, I seen that. Uh, so, I mean, let's talk about that. Like, do you think that'll be obviously Chandler to Miami, Xavier to, to the to the to the Cardinals? Who wins that? Who wins that? Uh, that trade. 
you know, it, it, saying that both players are healthy and play to their peak next year. Uh, I, if you go pass Russia cover guy, I'm. I would I'm say Miami. I say yeah. I, I'm yeah, gonna take I, a pass. I was going to say Miami wins that deal because you got to think about they are they got two corners that can come out and and play right now. That's starting. That's that's a. That's they got Jason. They signed Jason McCourty, who's started and played a bunch in this league. Yeah, obviously Byron Jones. They Byron spent a bunch Jones. of money on him, who's one of the best corner, one of the best cover guys in the league. And then yeah. he drafted Noah Igbo in the first round. So I feel like the Dolphins were somewhat prepared for this. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're still in a good situation at the cornerback position. Once they move on, if they do move on from X. Um, and then if you get a healthy Chandler Jones that's still playing at his peak, which I think he's, I think well, he'll be 31 this year. Yeah. So I think he definitely got uh, coming off a year where he missed, obviously, but you know, that can benefit you in some ways. The rest of your body is getting a complete year off and you playing the yeah. trenches. So that can be, he can come out and this is going to be pretty much a contract year for him too. So yeah, so I guy like Chad Jones is motivated. I think Miami. Man. Yeah, that's what I was. Deal, but I, don't I know said though. that too. I said that too because my thing is, my thing is, X X is going, he's going to do his thing. He's going to lock down. But mm-hmm. like you said, that pass rush is so important with the Cardinals. You know, you let you let Hassan, you lost Hassan Reddick, um, mm-hmm. the free agency to the Carolina Panthers. Um, if you lose Chandler, you got a JJ Watt, but I don't think JJ Watt is JJ Watt of old. Um, yeah. uh, you have you have um, Marcus Golden. Um, you know, he's still he's still out there. Mm-hmm. But I just feel as though that pass rush is going to be different without without Chandler Jones. Um, now you'll probably do some things with the young Gunner Simmons out there. Um, try to implement him some type of way. I know I think he kind of came on late. Um, in the season, but I would say Miami. Yeah, he did. Win. He's, he's yeah, playing, I would, but yeah, yeah, I would say Miami win that one. In my opinion, early they win next year. But if you know X Sue, he he's he's still he's still young in his prime. I feel and um, so long term, they I'm I would assume if they sign him, they would restructure his deal in some way. Uh, I think what he really wants is more guaranteed money. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's and that's what it. Uh, more times than not come down, down to. to yeah yeah uh, you want that guaranteed money uh while and it's and it's important in our league to strike while the iron's hot because at any point you know you saw what happened to Dak last year and he obviously fortunate enough to play quarterback position where they feel like hey he's young enough he's healthy enough he's gonna bounce back we still gonna pay him top dollar other mm-hmm. positions that don't really happen um so you know hopefully it's a win-win it looks like a win-win it makes sense Chandler wants out X wants out two great players you swap them. Hopefully, you know they they get both to get what they want with a fresh start. But um, yeah, I think we both we'll take Miami for out the gate for winning just because of the positional value. I feel like, and I hate saying that when we're talking about a top flight lockdown yeah. turnover machine at a cornerback position, but that pass rush, boy, whew. you need it. You need it. Yeah, you need it. You need that. Sticking with this football talk. <clears throat> We're gonna talk about this, you know. We 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 getting into it, man. We got the first preseason game next week, mm-hmm. Hall of Fame game. So this year, the biggest threat to the Chiefs in the East and the Bucks in the NFC. Who do you got? Your biggest threats for the Chiefs in the AFC next year? Ooh, it's a it's a it's a it's a few teams out there. It's a few teams. You got to pick one. Biggest threat. <laughs> <laughs> Threat. That is singular. 
direct. Ah, damn. I'm gonna go. I want to go close, but it's just too. It's too many question marks around Carson right now. Um, you got Lamar, Lamar in the, in the Ravens, I think. But I understand that same. I'm gonna go to Browns. I know you you said Browns could. I think Browns are expected to be a very good team this year. Miles Garrett, the highest highest rated edge rusher on Madden. Obviously, getting a, a, a motivated Odell back, who wasn't in the top ten receivers rankings on Madden. You got a two-headed monster at that running back position. You get a Grant Delpit coming back, being healthy, high draft pick for him last year. You went side great news. I'm going with the Browns. They got the roster. It's going to be on Baker and Kevin Stefanski to take that next step uh, together at the head coach and the quarterback position. And I think they can. So I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns right now being the biggest threat in the AFC for the Chiefs. Who you got? That's a good pick, man. Um, I I still do think that it'll be a surprise if they go to the bowl. Um, the roster looks good. Um, but I'm gonna go with the Bills, man. I think they took a huge, huge um jump last year. Josh Allen, man, Stephon Diggs, you know, you got Beasley. Um, I think that offense will take another step this year. And then with the defense, man, I think the defense always always gonna be solid. Um, you mm-hmm. got some playmakers on that side, man. So I I'll have – I'm going to pick the Bills um, as the biggest threat. You know, I love my Colts. Um, Bills Mafia. But um, I'm going to go with the Bills. I'm going to go with the Bills in the AFC, giving the Chiefs the biggest threats. Okay, okay. Now, do you, now why, why, why are we on the Bills? And we talked about team, and, and uh, I know we personally don't have experience with the, the COVID and everything that's going on in locker rooms now. But do you think potentially what's been going on the bills around the COVID and the vaccines and stuff, do you think that that could affect, um, you know, their team, the camaraderie or the whatever, like that uh, continuity in that locker room? Um, You've been in locker room. I've been in locker room. And a lot of times, man, a lot of the – the uproar that's outside in the in the real world, um, most of the time is not the same in the locker room, right? So um, I think most of the time guys respect the decisions that guys make. Um, yep. So, you know, it's been a lot of back and forth as far as um, vaccinated and unvaccinated players in the locker room or in the league, right? Um, you know, I know it's a, it, it's a, it's a huge topic. But I think for the most part, guys are going to respect um, pro-choice. Um, yeah. you, have a dec- you have a decision. Um, you have a, 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 your opinion on what you believe in. And I think um, guys are going to, for the most part, re- respect that. Now, as we get into the year, if we find out that, you know, um, games are being forfeited or whatever the case may be, you know, it's a lot of ifs, it's a lot of maybes mm-hmm. right now. Um, and obviously, you know, when it's – you know, when you start dealing with and mess with people's money, now nah, those 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 I mean, that, those, that, that those situations cause, makes it a little friction. Yeah, it can cause a little friction. I I honestly don't don't anticipate that. I and I and I asked you that question, but my my thoughts on it. I think the bills would be fine. You know, they they've had you know some spats on Twitter and things like that. But like you said, they took steps. Uh, we we you you can kind of see behind the curtain. You've seen them practice at times together. You've heard him talk. I think they'll be fine going forward, one hundred percent fine. Um, yeah, and I yeah. think the, co- the quarterbacks. Oh, you got that static again. I think the quarterbacks uh, have been doing a good job showing 
leadership too when it comes when they're getting these questions about the vaccines and stuff. And I know personally, I kind of know the vaccination status of a few of them, and they're saying all the right things though. Hey, you know, that's the personal decision. I'm not really yeah. going into it. if I am or not, like. And that's kind of protecting their teammates, you know. And like I said, some of them I know are vaccinated, but they still aren't going to throw, you know, or put their teammates on the spot. So um, I think that's important, and um, it's been good to see. And at the end of the day, 95-plus percent of the NFL probably going to be vaccinated that's come it. season yeah. time because of, the you know, the pressure that's been applied. And that's the case probably around the country, honestly, in most jobs, you know. Day by day, week by week, you'll see more people, right. more places Everyone. mandating it. Yeah, when you make a, sure. you make somebody choose between their livelihood or getting a shot, most people are going to choose getting that shot. Um, no. And if you're okay with that, that's that's cool. Me personally, I don't think it's right, but um, you know it is what it is at this point. Um, yeah. But onto the NFC. Biggest threat to the Bucks. Bucks Man. brought everybody back, including the GOAT at quarterback, all three coordinators, head coach, um, the equipment guys, athletic training staff, everybody, cafeteria guy, everybody's back with the Bucks, man. Who's the biggest threat over there? The biggest threat to the Bucks this year, I will go with. I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Packers. We're going with the Packers. Packers, but go with coming Packers. off back to back NFC Championship games. I'm gonna go with um, the Packers, man. And obviously, it, obviously, it's a lot of it's a lot of attention on the Packers. Um, oh, that's that's a good one. That's a good I'm gonna go with the Packers. To, yeah, they were close to. They were close to. They were close to knocking them off last year. That's a good one. I like the Packers. Good roster. Championship level roster, especially with A Rod back, but I'm going sure. with. Damn, the team just jumped out of my damn head. Bucks, Packers, damn. Was it the Lions? Hell, hell nah. I'm about to, <laughs> I'm about to log out. If you was was it was, was it the Saints? Nah, it's the 49ers, man. San Francisco 49ers. Uh, this team two years removed from the Super Bowl. Jimmy G's back. I know he's, you know, caught a lot of flack. Obviously, they drafted right. Trey Lance, which I think will motivate Jimmy G. Jimmy G, 22-8 and eight as a quarterback in this league, which we would all, we both agree is pretty damn good. Like I said, yes. made a championship appearance. You got Bosa coming back healthy. Um, you got, so you got you know, obviously locked up Fred Warner. You got Debo Samuel another year for uh, Ayuk, who I think is special. Um, a lot of weapons on that team, man. Shanahan's back, obviously locked up Trent Williams, who's the best tackle in the league last year. So I think uh they're gonna be motivated. And I like I like the Niners to do some special things this year. I'm taking the Niners as the biggest threat, the biggest threat to the Bucks over on the uh NFC side. That's a good one, too, bro. That's a yeah. good one, man. The NFC, you know, the NFC West is gonna be crazy, man. It's gonna be tough, man. You uh, we talked about that not Monday, but I think it was last Thursday. Um, you know, Seattle, the Rams, um, AZ and the Niners, man. So that's definitely going to be a tough, tough division as, as it is most of the time. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. I know we had talked about it before. Um, let's, 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 let's talk about sleepers. Sleep one sleep in the AFC, one sleep in the NFC. Cause I kind of been thinking about this. I know my NFC sleeper. I kind of really been 
think about this, and I'm like, they might really, they might, they might. In the NFC, man, I got that Washington football team, man. I kind of been thinking about it, man. Um, hey. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, know, that's, that's a sleeper for real. You, you, yeah, you, you, you bite that bet if you want to. That Washington hey. football team, that defense, defense gonna be special. Defense gonna be special. I think. Um, where is all this faith coming from? From hey, man. Fancy, man, like what is going hey. on right now? What are y'all, what, what are y'all drinking? We said we said sleeper, right? <laughs> but that's y'all on ambient. Hey. That's ambient. That's hey, look, my two sleepers. They they coming out the same in the NFC. They coming out the same division. It's them and the Giants. All right, my sleeper in the NFC is, and I I don't even know if this is will be considered a sleeper, but I'm gonna say the Saints. James well, that's the James. Really that's that's you don't think that's they're considered a sleeper? I don't think so because we we talk about James. We we always we I think the consensus is ninety eight percent. I don't 90, think anybody 90. think they're gonna make a run. They could be a contender though with James. I don't think most people think that. I think they could be. With that defense and Jameis come in and he's slightly improved uh, the quarterback that he was in, in um, Tampa Bay. Like he cut down on turnovers. They, I think they can make they can, they can make some noise. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like that'd be my sleep. That'd be my sleep. What about AFC? And don't go. You can't say the Browns, bro. Man, look at here. I don't, I, I can't say uh, the Browns. I, I'll go with the L.A. Chargers. Oh, I'll go with the Chargers. You know, I, you know I like Herbert. Yeah, Herbert got Derwin again. coming back. Got Derwin coming back. So I think they could um they could they could do some things. Uh, I think you know year two for, for Herbert. Um, got a head coach now with uh, Staley out there. Mike man, Mike they went they was twelve. What they were twelve and zero. Who that? Steelers? The Steelers? Yeah. Whoa, somebody said the Texans. Yeah, y'all, y'all on that. Y'all getting that I, good I, sleep. Man, I wish my man Ty the best, man. T2, man. Oh, for sure. For sure, for sure. But um it's gonna I, I'm excited. I'm excited for this football season to get underway. Start playing some games, man. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a good season. A lot of anticipation around the season, obviously. So it's gonna be fun, man. We're gonna have this fantasy league popping off. It's gonna be, be fun. Fun. Um, speaking of, I know we talked about Madden um earlier, but um, so we actually got DM um another pro DM both of us because uh Jalen Ramsey's announced to be in the 99 club today, joining his teammate Aaron Donald, Devontae Adams, uh Travis Kelsey. I think and yeah. uh, who else? Anybody else? Has Mahomes made the club yet? Nah, he, he he's on his way though. He might be, yeah. So uh Jalen Ramsey joined the 99 club. So uh, somebody asked us, Jalen worth the 99, fellas. Don't seem like he creates many turnovers. I know he's a great cover guy, but 99, it's a real question because I don't watch him that tough enough to know. I don't either. NFL receiver. But that. but just, and that's and that's the tough thing about being a, a corner, right? So, because his stats don't show it, mm-hmm. I think he 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 impacts the game. And then, yeah, like that's he, why he has, yeah, because you can't. Yeah, you know. he 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 impacts the game in a major way. Now, 
why doesn't he get a lot of interceptions? Because quarterbacks know <laughs> if I throw this way, it shit might be going the other way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I think if 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 it was, I, I would say it's probably three three corners who could be deserving of that ninety nine. If you're gonna give a corner ninety nine going to the season, it should have been X out. It should have been X, but we, that's we, what we, I'm do, we just talked about this. But yeah. we, we know video game ratings and that shit changed. But my opinion, I feel like Howard should have went into this season as but, the highest rated. But are you are are you mad that Jalen Ramsey got it? Mm, I ain't mad. Uh, do I think he's deserving of the ninety nine? I I would say no because of the reason. Number one, I just stated. Um, but I do think he is a great cornerback. Uh, he does a lot for that defense. He goes inside. He goes outside. He can play man he by himself, do- no help. He can play Shit. zone. He can come up run. and be physical and tackle hey, the run game. So I, I'm does not it mad all at it. At a very I'm, high. Not- I'm not. I'm not mad at it. But like I said, I think X X um, should have been higher coming into this season, in my opinion. Just and even if you look at the running back, uh, they got they put a top ten out and. C-Mac is on top of that, Christian McCaffrey. I don't think he should have been the highest-rated running back coming into this league. I mean, coming into this year. You know, we nah, know what he's done. Either. But um, got, I don't think he, he should have been over Derrick Henry. Nah, um, definitely shouldn't have. Or Chubb or Cook. I'll put I, him 90, 94, 95 maybe. I, I, I wouldn't have him over AK. Yeah, just because, you know, in this league, it's what have you done for me lately? And um, mm-hmm. you got to prove it every year again. So I can't just think like, okay, C Max steps back on the field. He's instantly the best running back in it. And I just can't see that. But uh, the Mad 22 top running back rank is one through 10. We got Christian McCaffrey at the top, 97. Derrick Henry, 96. Nick Chubb, 96. Dalvin Cook, 95. Alvin Kamara, 94. Which Jones is this? That's uh, Aaron. Aaron Jones, 91. Yeah. Saquon yeah. Barkley, 90. Josh Jacobs, 89, Zeke, 88, and then Joe Mixon at 88. So um, anybody missing from that list? Uh, Your opinion? You think that's a pretty good list? I think so. Uh, I think yeah, it's a, I think it's a great – I think it's a good list. I think they could, they could you know, switch them around a little bit, the rankings or whatever, but I think it's a good list as far as top 10 running backs in the league at this moment in time. Yeah, good list, man. I always love Madden and the conversation they bring. I've been in the 99 Club, by the way, since 2009. <laughs> what was your, uh, as soon as I logged into Madden, saw D Butt on there, 99. What was your uh, highest rating? Oh, man, I don't even know. Some 80s, though. They stayed trying me. I think I was. I think I had probably like a couple years in the, in the low, in the low 90? 90s. I think Woo! so, in the low 90s. I'm. I, in your little nineties, like the, the thing I like about Madden, though, for the last few years, um, you know your ratings adjust as the season goes on. So if you're having a yeah. good season, you know this shit starts to go up. So I think that's good. But um, but yeah, Madden ratings, you know, definitely talked about. They were talked about, you know, when I was in the locker room. So they are important to an extent, but they can change, and mm-hmm. um, it's always going to be debates about it. Uh. But yeah, man, I think it's a good list. Like I said, I think D, I think Derrick Henry should have undoubtedly been the highest. Big top now for sure. This league, though. 
For sure, for sure. We'll be remiss, man, if we don't talk about this before we get out of here, man. Um, obviously, we know the Olympics is is big right now. Um, got a lot of um, exceptional talent from the U.S. all across the world out there in Tokyo, man, going against um, each other, man, and doing some some beautiful things, man. But obviously, um, a lot Go. of talk a lot of talk around, like you said, the GOAT, uh, Simone Biles, man. She withdrew from all individual and all around um, competition in Tokyo to focus on her mental well-being. Um, again, I think everybody, a lot of people talking about it, you know, um, and I salute her. Um, mm-hmm. Just just kind of talk about, and I think we, we fail to realize a lot of times, man, just the, the weight on, the, on, on some of these uh, competitors' shoulders, you know what I mean, and especially for her. Being um, really uh, like the one of the top, not really, but probably the top athlete to go represent the U.S. Man, and just what she has to deal with. Oh yeah, for I, sure. Obviously, the sexual assault, um, dealing with that, and kind of being the spokesperson about that. And I think um, she was the only um, survivor that was in this Olympics. In the Olympics, the, um, exactly, yeah. man. So, so it's a lot. So it's a lot. I'm pretty sure that she's dealing with. So just for her to go um to, to to come out and say look i'm stepping away and i'm gonna let my my teammates uh handle the rest of the way man i thought that was uh very 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 strong moment for her um, yeah it's what she needed to do man so again i salute simone biles and just just focusing on self and we got to do that more you got to you got to man obviously we have our different professions and um everything like that but um gotta self-care your mental wellness, your mental well-being. And now uh, this conversation is growing more and more. And I think we're all learning more and more about it. Even when we played, you know, when I first came into the league compared to when I left the league, like the 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 idea or the thoughts around concussions were, are completely different. You know, that mm-hmm. used to be kind of something that looked at as, are you tapping out for a concussion? Or you're not, you you went and reported yourself to a doctor. You're not feeling right with you, man. You better get your ass back out there, especially if you're talking about missing a following game. But then as, you know, my career went on, as things changed, as people started to learn more about the brain and the injuries and, you know, CTE and concussion, all this stuff, I think that narrative and the idea around it um, changed. And I think that's what we're seeing with, you know, the mental health discussion overall. And obviously this impacts everybody, not just athletes. Um, but these people, and I can imagine being in the spotlight um, like Simone Biles and what she has to deal with on a day-to-day basis. Um, so salute to her, man, and everybody else that's dealing with and, um, you know, battling these, uh, you know, their own personal issues. I think she also had something called the twisties, um, too, which is kind of like a thing where uh, kind of similar to the yips or something like that in different sports, kind of what fault you saw folks with his shot. Yeah. People getting in golf. Um, and this is something that happens in gymnastics. So, um, yeah, I think we all just yeah, got to be more, um, you know, we got to let people do it. And this, it's not, you know, not obviously Simone is the face of it now, but this, this conversation will continue to grow. Yeah, for sure. Take care of your mentals, man. However, nah, I ain't gonna say however you need to, but it's some, <laughs> some ways you can, you can do it better than others, man. But if you need to talk to somebody, please talk to somebody. For sure, and so and make sure you spell twisties right too. If you go, if you're gonna look it up on the internet, make sure you spell it right. I heard uh from Pat, <laughs> Pat McAfee, like if you don't and what somebody put the right, the correct spelling of twisties in there because if you spell it the wrong way, some hmm. uh, 
Bad rap hole. Before we get up out of here, somebody please put it in here. I think it's the IE. All right, see, nobody don't want to put it in here, man. Y'all setting each other up. Okay, not Daniel K said not with the Y. Wow. Sound like he got some experience. <laughs> For but, sure. Uh, appreciate y'all, man. Okay, there we go. Twisties, not twisties. Appreciate y'all, man. Y'all know what to do. Go check out Pat's show. I will actually be in studio in Indy tomorrow. Okay, okay. Know. Yes, sir. Be out. Be out.